We appreciate the Lord. So good having each and every one here this morning. Good having uh, Miss Clayton with us. And I uh, appreciate her. Didn't realize she's relate, related to uh, uh, the Polks. Really? Yeah. And so uh, anyway, that was, it was an old friend of ours. But uh, I do appreciate what God's done for us. And looking forward to the service this morning. I hope you come looking for the Lord to come by and touch Amen. you, help you in your soul. So uh, we're going to turn this over to Sister Sheila this morning. All right. All right. Have your part. Y'all sing, okay? Sing real loud. Sing loud. All right. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me, his love. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me, his love. He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me, his love. Some notification about um, the preacher from for last Sunday, and uh, they said uh, anytime I wanted to get him to come and preach and me go out of town, it was okay with them. Something to that effect. And so, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. All right, that's interesting. But I uh, do appreciate what God's doing for us and trying to help us. We uh, appreciate our uh, some of our bus children coming in and being with us and um, as you can tell it's kind of a new thing for them all right we're going to get in first thing we're going to try to work on uh br brother dan you mind coming and receiving my offering for us here this morning and uh i know that's probably not the good best way of announcing it but uh brother dan and sister becky back there are celebrating their 58th wow. wedding anniversary. Wow. So uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. He made it. Yeah. All right. All right, Brother Dan. <laughs> Touch each heart. Bless us, dear God. 
do appreciate the Lord that we're not having to meet in some other type of uh, facility. Uh, a lot of churches that have somewhat fellowshiped us through the years, um, basically the Careway group of churches, if you're familiar with them down in South Florida, several of them have, have had extensive damage from the uh, hurricane. And so we, we need to pray for them and remember them. And uh, we are so sorry for their losses and for their damage. But I just have to thank God for our blessing yes, and yes. for our misses. I'm so thankful. Whenever uh, I thought we were going to get some high winds, I thought we were going to get a lot of rain. Uh, but as I told y'all a few years ago, I've decided to get out of the weatherman business. And so uh, anyway, it, it looked like it was going to get kind of rough, but thank the Lord, miraculously. Amen. If you saw it on the radar, it looked like it was almost the, the pattern was going right up the Savannah River from Charleston North, and it was just cutting Georgia off. And I got to thinking, I got to thinking, somebody in Georgia's praying. Amen. Amen. But I do appreciate the Lord. Teresa, if you would get us a song here this morning. And um, some of my extended family is very scared of storms, thunderstorms, any type thing. Uh, there have been times they've called us and said, oh, there's a tornado touching down. Only problem is they got the, got the wrong state. And... Uh, but they're so scared, they call everybody around and all that. But you know what? Years ago, I got to reading through the scriptures where it said that the clouds were the dust of his feet. And I read that the Lord was in the whirlwind. Huh? And so that's our God. And I appreciate the Lord that we can trust him. Amen. Are, do Christians die in those type things? Yes, they do. Huh? And I'm going to be honest with you. Blessed are they who die in the Lord. Amen. Okay? It happens. Yes. And only the Lord knows when our time is. Amen. I want to be ready whenever He calls us. Amen. Amen. And I appreciate all that God's done for us. Amen. All right. Too much there, brother. I think you're going to testify. All right.
mercy, your grace, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you are worthy, Lord Jesus. You are worthy. Thank the Lord. Oh, thank the Lord. I appreciate what God's done for me in my life. And uh and since that time, I appreciate the opportunity the Lord has given me to be able to uh, try to be a witness toward others. I remember Brother, um, Brother Ralph Horton many years ago preaching, and the uh, title of his message was, Others. Before salvation, it's me. Me, 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 I, I, me, me. But after we get saved, it's about others. Right. Amen. And so I appreciate what God has done and what He is doing. Uh, things look rough out there. Things look bad out there. But I'll be honest with you, if you just keep looking up, things don't look quite that bad when we got Jesus in our uh, sights. And so, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3. And if you would stand with me as uh, I read my text for this morning. Luke chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 1. Luke chapter 3 and verse 1. Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of uh, Ituria, and the region of, uh, yeah, and uh, Trachonitis, and Licinius, and the tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Caiaphas being the high priests, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough way shall be made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Then shall he to the multitudes uh, that came forth to be baptized of him, he said, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Now also the axe is laid into the root of the trees. Uh, Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? 
He answered and saith unto them, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, to him that do likewise. Then came also publicans to be baptized and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? He said unto them, Exact no more than which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do no violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. And as the people were in expectation, all men mused uh, in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not. John answered, saying unto them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh. The latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand, he uh, will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into the gardener. Uh, but the chaff, uh, he will burn with fire unquenchable. And many other things in his exhortation preached he unto the people. Let's bow our heads. I apologize for the long text. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you that your word is forever settled in heaven. And that your word is true. And the prophecies of old that were fulfilled in these sayings and in other sayings that are throughout your testament. Lord, we thank you for them. And Lord, we know that those prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled are near and not unto us. I pray here this evening, Lord, that you would come by and anoint these feeble lips of clay. Direct our hearts. Help us to receive the engrafted word, Lord, I pray. And help us to draw closer to you. And help us, dear Lord, to know the way and to have the fruit. And to be your children, Lord, through the rest of our days. In your blessed and holy and righteous and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Uh, I'm really not going to try to preach from all of it. Amen. Because that may take a while. But uh, I just really wanted to preach on just a few points out of here. I want to preach on the way, the path, and the fruit. The way, the path, and the fruit. And so in these scriptures that we have before us is uh, really the plan for evangelism. And I know, I know how our government and not government, but the people of America right now feel about the word evangelism. And I'm not talking about the political evangelism that's gotten caught up in there, but I'm talking about God's evangelism, reaching out to spread the word of God. Amen. And how we're to do it. And in these scriptures is the Lord's plan for evangelism. And, um, and so I wanted us to, to look at what the real evangelism in the Bible is, which is reaching outside of our circles to others 
to bring the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, <clears throat> have you in here kind of made all the circles that you can, your family, your friends, the neighbors, and you've told them about Christ? Maybe you've gone the second time around, huh? Tried it the second time. Maybe the third time. And you're not getting any fruit. Can I tell you something? We need to step out of those circles and get in some other circles. Amen. And begin to preach. And teach. So here in these scriptures, um, in A.D., 27, this handbook on how to preach to the masses and what needs to be uh, both included in our message. Here, John the Baptist preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. The baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Here we see two parts of uh, what the Lord is requiring us that are outreaching. Some of us are preaching. Some of us are witnessing uh, whatever the Lord is leading and directing us. But I can tell you, for all that we do, we need to shout louder and not more quiet in this day and hour. There's a lot I've noticed even with myself, and I apologize, but I've had some pretty uh, rough uh, sticks lately. Huh? You ever have anybody poke you? Huh? And it hurts. Huh? I've had some pretty rough pokes the last few months. But I don't want to allow those pokes to keep me from witnessing like I need to. I'm not going to shut up about Jesus. I'm not going to shut up about the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. And so... There are several scriptures that uh, uh, talk about this baptism. Uh, in uh, Isaiah 1.16, it says, Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Isaiah 1.16. Then Ezekiel 36 and 25 says, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. Of course, we like dunking, not sprinkling. But anyway, then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Amen. And so we see that this baptism of repentance, baptism of repentance. The word baptism is a sacred Washing. That's what it means, folks. A sacred washing. But it's got to be more than just a washing on the outside. And that's where uh, John is bringing forth this baptism of repentance. Now, I want to tell you something. Just because you repent of your sins, that's not the whole part of it. But it is an important part of it. We must repent from our sins. We must say we are sorry to the Lord. And if we have offended brothers, if we have done others, we need to tell them, I am sorry. Amen. I am sorry. 
And uh, in this day and hour, I'm going to tell you, give you a little warning, heads up. You can apologize to people and you can tell them you're sorry, but that doesn't mean they will accept it today. And so, uh, but we as individuals between us and the Lord, we must do this baptism of repentance. Um, The commentator Shafe says, the baptism is too definite. John did not institute some new rite, but his baptism was ceremonial washing, such as was well known to signify repentance and forgiveness unto the remission of sin. Repentance was that prominent idea of John's baptism, while remission of sins was to come from the Messiah whose forerunner John was. John was that forerunner. He was bringing and helping. You have to understand, uh, whenever a king was going to go into a, a different part of the country or a different part of the land, he would send his messengers out. And they would tell them, you need to get things prepared for the king. You need to fix the roads. You need to uh, trim up the hedges in the, in the city square. You need to do all these things to get things ready for the king. Likewise, amen, John was that forerunner that came to us to tell us what to do individually in our hearts and in our lives, what we must do to prepare for the king to come. Hallelujah. We must be willing to repent of our sins, repent of our egos, repent of those things, of our pride, amen, to repent of those things that separate us from God. And so it is very important, very important. Another commentator, Mr. Weedham, said baptism of repentance, not the baptism of faith in a Redeemer already crucified and atoning, but a baptism of repentance and reformation preparatory to his coming for the remission of sins. This phrase depends on the repentance. It is not a baptism for the remission of sins, but repentance for such remission. In other words, for you to get have a remission, you know, we talk about, uh, well, the cancer is in remission. It's going back, huh? Well, it's kind of an interesting thing. The Luke, uh, the book of Luke, uses that word remission more than any other book. Actually, of all the other places put together, he still has more use of that one word, remission. Remission. It's a pushing back. Amen. And so, we are to do some things. There are some things counted on us. Amen. I want to tell you something. You cannot say, be, save yourself. You cannot do anything to save yourself. But the thing about it is you've got to prepare your heart to accept a king to rule over you. Notice in the first part of Luke 3, 
Uh, I'm sorry, in the latter part of Luke 3, he said to prepare the way of the Lord to make his paths straight. When uh, uh, we are to make things, begin to make things right and to repent of our ways before the Lord brings about the complete change in our life. There are times, there are times, people will just come up and shake the hand to get into the new church. Or they will come and write their name on the books. But I want to tell you something, that will not save you. To be sprinkled as a little baby, oh, I was sprinkled, will not save you. To go through confirmation class will not save you. Amen. We must repent of our sins to turn away from those sins. Amen. And I know, I know there are some uh, temptations that will continue to fight us all the days of our life. But our part is to turn from them. To turn from our sins and make our path straight. I used to have a saying that I put under the, the church logo. Sometimes I'd say, at the cross, turn right and go straight. That's what we need to do. At the cross, turn right and go straight. Amen. So we might make heaven our home. Um, there is a false impression too that we um, that we I'm sure we've heard that each of us individually are to do nothing to receive the blessed gift of salvation. I want to tell you something that is not true. Preacher comes up to you and looks at you. I've had this happen a time or two come up and just look at you and you're fairly well dressed and look like you're not some crazy drug drugged out or drunk person that and they'd say oh you must be saved just because you don't look like those who are not saved out there doesn't make you saved Amen. a lot of our professional people accountants judges all that when you look at them, you'd say, surely they must be saved. But that does not make them saved. We must repent of our sins. Amen. And turn. And so we must prepare ourselves to be accepted before Jesus. This preparation, by the way, folks, is not something that takes a period of time. Okay. Some people it does take. I know some that are in here that had turned away from the Lord. It took a continual knocking on their life of things before they would turn back. But I also know that there are some that come to the altar uh, first time they've ever come and they pray and they get saved yeah. right like that. Yeah. But yet that person had to be prepared. Right. How do we prepare? We prepare in our hearts, I'm sorry, our hearts and our minds to say, I'm going to go Jesus' way. 
I am not going to live the way that I have been. I'm not going to live the path of sin. I'm not going to live the path of whatever we've been in. We're not going to do that anymore. But instead, we're going to live God's way. Who in here has ever said you're going to live God's way? Huh? Thank the Lord. I hope more than this. <laughs> I, I know sometimes when I ask questions, people say, hmm, might be a trick question here. But I said in my heart, my life, I'm going to live God's way. I'm going to live the best I can, as close as I can to the Word of God. Huh? There are some people I hear at times, they'll say, oh, that, they, that person didn't preach any wholeness. You want to preach wholeness? You want to hear wholeness? Hear the Word of God. If you're living the Word of God, you're living holy. Because it is called the Holy Bible, isn't it? That's right. So, in this verse here, he says in uh, 3 and 4, so John... I'm sorry, I, I lost my place here. How are we to uh, prepare ourselves? We must be willing to sacrifice. Huh? Sacrifice. What, Brother Jeff? Our pride. Who we think, who we think others think we are. Huh? A lot of times, if you're not careful, you know, you'll build up this particular person that you think other people, when they see you, oh, they think this and this. Mm-mm. Got to be willing to give that up, folks. To be genuine. To be sincere. I had someone just this uh, past weekend... I uh, hadn't seen them in a while. I talked to them. And they said, you know, the thing I, I like about you and your wife is y'all are genuine. Come on. You can be genuine and not agree with everything. Come on. But to be genuine. Are you the same as you were 10 years ago if you were saved 10 years ago? What about 20 years ago? Huh? I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to get closer to the Lord. <laughs> I look back there and I think, wow, that was kind of worldly of me way back then. I'm trying to get closer to the Lord. We need to be genuine. Be who we are. Are you Christ? Do you have Christ in you? Are you a reflection of Jesus Christ? Huh? Huh? So, in preparing this, there to get uh, sacrifice our pride and our ego and our self-will. Woo! When we serve the Lord, I can tell you it is not my will. And if you're serving the Lord, it's not your will, but it's His will. Amen. And so, to get rid of that self-will. How? By obeying things that seem to be silly and trifling. Huh? Silly. 
What do you mean, silly? Go get dunked in water. That's so silly. There's nothing to that. Well, I can tell you with some folks who get baptized in water, it isn't anything. Because they go down dirty and they come back up dirty. Huh? It's all according to what you're doing. Are you giving up to God? Or are you trying to keep what you can from Him? And so, uh, trifling, to repent. That's so trifling. Have you ever heard any of those interviews where somebody says, what is the worst thing you have ever done? Huh? And some of the crazy, you know, well, I lied on my sister one time when I was real. So silly. So trifling. Folks, God sees you. You can hide from Brother Jeff. You can lie to Brother Jeff. You can put on a a, a, a fake smile and a fake... And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I think that's all right sometimes. But you can't hide from God. No, you can't. Cannot hide from the Lord. And so, part of what we need to do is to confess our sins. Uh, to to acknowledge them, to tell of them. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't personally believe you have to go into a little booth and pull the curtain down, knock on the... That's to wake up the guy on the other side and then pull the little thing down and confess to a man. Neither do you have to go down into the basement with uh, the leaders of the, the church and confess all your faults before them. I don't believe you have to do that. But you do have to confess your faults. And there's only one man that really counts. And that's Jesus. Confess your faults to Him. I thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, there are faults and things that, uh, you know, I never want anybody to know. But the Lord knows. I've confessed to them. Amen. And there have been times I've confessed over and over, though I know that's useless, but I have. Sorry. Forgive me, Lord. By Your grace, I'll not ever do that again. And so, we confess to admit, to acknowledge, um, to acknowledge our liability. Uh, It also, there when it talks about confessing, is to be making a a, a grateful acknowledgement. Thank you. You ever thank the Lord? Thank you, Lord. You ever thank the Lord for not letting your secret out? Yes. Amen. Don't we serve a good God? <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you something. If any of you in here are trying to hide a secret that's unconfessed and not corrected, the Lord will reveal it. Yes. And my mama used to say it has a way of coming out in the wash. Yes. Amen. Well, then we are to repent. Luke uses the word remission, but it's actually the same word uh, transcribed in different ways in different books of the New Testament there. Uh, Some of you who have uh, read or listened to some of those books that we talk about is that word metanoia. Huh? That ring any bells to you? No? Okay. Metanoia. Huh? Anyway. All right. It means a change of mind. Or of heart. 
It's a repentance and a regret. It is a change of mode of thought and feeling. Repentance. It's a, a reformation in your life. It's a reversal of the past. To repent, repentance to turn. That's what God is calling for us to do. We are to have that experience in our lives. You might say, I can't help the way I feel. With prayer, you can. With prayer, you can. You can be changed. Amen. God is able to change us. I know in my particular case, there have been times I've had to say, Lord, I know this is not right. Help me, Lord, to do it the right way, to feel the right way. And sometimes it included me going to somebody. And and I want to tell you something. I have. I've gone to a lot of people and told them, I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's what it may take. And then it says remission. Remission. You know what that means? Let it go. Let go of that sin. Let go of that ought. Let go of that thing that is keeping you away from God. It is also, um, it talks about a, a ritual, talking about our baptism. It's a release from that. It's a discharge of our, our sins. It's a discharge, amen, of, of those things that were on the books against us. We are to have that remission. And so he said for us to be, uh, I, I want to do it the right way here, forgive me. It said that uh, the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. It is a preparation for us. When this was preached, Jesus had not yet come onto the scene. Jesus had not yet died on the cross for you and for me. Amen. And so it is a baptism of repentance for remission of sins. The Lord, He wants us to change to be baptized I appreciate this chapter in here this chapter is so important and uh, I mentioned earlier to you that baptism is a ritual washing Uh, it was important to the Jews uh, because before they would come to make sacrifice they were to be washed on the outside to be cleansed I appreciate every one of you for taking a shower or putting some cologne on before you come to church, you know, Uh, whatever. And so anyway, I appreciate that. But this baptism is more than just washing the outside. We need that inside washed. Huh? We need it changed. I'm trying to hurry. He said in Luke 3 and 8, John told them, bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance. In other words, there should be some proofs behind it. Huh? When I got saved, I knew that whenever I walked out there, I wasn't supposed to cuss like I was cussing a few days before. Hello? Well, Brother Jeff, I only cuss when I get mad. We need to get saved, folks. Washed. 
Get your brain washed. All of it cleansed. Because when we are saved, He'll take that from us. Come on. And so, we're to have this full immersion. The water baptism is talking about full immersion. I was talking to uh, uh, Jamie and, and Robert the other day, and uh, part of the subject came up while we were talking. And I said, yeah, when we baptize them, when they come up, they should even spit a little water out. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. But what I'm talking about is having that baptism all the way in us Amen. and out of us. All of us. And so the soldiers came up to him. I'm sorry, the publicans came up to John and said, How do we show fruits worthy of repentance? In other words, how do we show that we got what we say we got? Huh? And to the publican, he said, Don't exact more than what you're appointed to do. These were tax collectors. Used to be the crooked tax collectors would collect more tax than they should collect. Don't do, don't exact more than it's appointed. So then the soldiers came up and said, what are we supposed to do? Do violence to no man. Or accuse falsely. Be content with your Wages. Amen. Woo! I'm not a soldier, but it sounds like that worked for me too. Huh? Let the record show a few nodding heads. Okay. <clears throat> Y'all quiet on me this morning. But this is the part that I like to baptism. Being baptized with a repentance, being baptized by water, but John prophesied and he said, He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Who's He? Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. He is the one. And notice this baptism is not something that uh, the pastor does. It's not something that you do, but it's something that Jesus does. He is the one that baptizes us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. It cannot be taught. It cannot be, uh, uh, you know, say, uh, yabba dabba do or whatever. No, that doesn't work. To be baptized through Jesus Christ, His Spirit. I'm going to tell you folks, if we stop short... It's going to be rough. If we stop short, there's going to be things that are going to trip us up a lot more than what we're already facing. The Holy Ghost. He is that voice within us that is connected to the Lord. Jesus said, I will send the Holy Ghost to you and He will be another comforter to you. He will lead you and guide you in all truth. 
I'm going to tell you what, America has had the worst deceptions over the last 12, 13 years that, that I, don't, I don't know what to hardly say about all of it, except that we need the Holy Ghost with fire more now than we've ever needed Him before so that we can understand what is truth, so that we can understand and discern what God is for and what God is against. Amen. Yes. To be able to continue to walk in His way, His holy way. It's only through that. Teresa, come get us a get us a, a song. The Holy Ghost. There are some who um, have claimed the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But if you want to make sure you've got the Holy Ghost the way that the Bible says, the initial evidence is going to be speaking in tongues. The assemblies of God have changed that. The church of God has changed that. Foursquare church has changed that. Most all of those old line holiness churches of past who were Holy Ghost filled, amen, uh, with uh, evidence of speaking in tongues and shouting and seeing miracles, amen. Most all of them have gone on beyond that. To have it to be Holy Ghost filled. That's not scripture. It's not scripture. There was a time I thought I had the Holy Ghost. I told my wife, I got the Holy Ghost. That old strict legalist woman over there. She said, Oh, you got it? Did you speak in tongues? No, but I felt warm inside and I felt good inside. And, and you know, and some of the bad thoughts I used to have, I don't have those anymore. And she'd say, darling, I just keep, put, keep seeking for the Holy Ghost. I did. And the Holy Ghost come by and filled me. And I've been filled... I can't say that. There have been times I've had to go back and get a renewing of the Holy Ghost. Tests and trials, failures on my part. Amen. I, uh, I just knew. You know, I, I haven't left Christ. I still feel Christ. I, but I didn't have the Holy Ghost. Folks, I don't know about you, but we need to keep that connection with the Holy Ghost. If you um, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost 20 years ago and you haven't spoken tongues since then, you need to seek a renewing and a refreshing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'll be honest with you. If I go a few days without being able to pray through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost again, I get concerned. I got a good illustration for you. Sometimes on your laptop or whatever you use to search information out on the internet, and you go to Google, you know, and Google will pop up. You think you're all connected yeah. until you hit 
You know, whatever your question is, I wish I had a question about that ice maker, but anyway, type that question in on there. And when you hit, then you find out you're not connected. You don't have Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi connection's gone out. Folks, I can't remember exactly how it worked, but the, the Navy and the Air Force at times has certain communications, and sometimes they're not talking about anything, but they, they're sending some kind of signal out. Am I saying that right? Some kind of uh, verification signal to make sure that the connection's still there. I don't know about you, but I want to be fully baptized. Can I tell you on another side, too? That's our relationship with Jesus. You can never feel any more tender, close to Jesus than you do when He is affirmed. The Spirit. That's what they mean. And I'll be honest with you, you don't have to be fully baptized to feel that that Spirit of Christ, but it is that same intimacy that grows. Uh, Let me tell you something else too. We think because of the baptism of Jesus and the Holy Ghost coming down on Him that it would be like a dove coming down, but I don't want to change and let you know something. It's different than that. The Holy Ghost doesn't come from above. The Holy Ghost comes out of the well that you have planted of Jesus Christ in you. That well. We've got that well of living waters. You heard it before? The well of living waters. And it is from that overflowing well that the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes. But it's all according to that well. Have you let the Lord dig deep in you? Has He cleaned out that old well and made it new again? Yeah. Let's stand all across the house. There are times... There are times we need to get back to the place that we were with Christ. Sometimes we have to start back at the beginning, at the altar. Let the Lord know, Lord, I'm sorry I've allowed myself to get so busy, wrapped up in things of this world. I'm sorry, Lord. Get that communication back going there's times we have got to pray through. Amen. When we pray through, folks, I'm going to tell you, you'll know it. I can't explain it to you. I just know you'll know it. But we got to have it. Heads bowed all across the house here. Maybe there's some here this morning 
You need that baptism of repentance. You need to get started on this path to be saved. Spirit of the Lord's here already. You can come to this altar. Confess to Him your sins. But it's more than a confessing. It's an affirming. Lord Jesus, I'm going to make You my Lord. I'm going to make You my King. I'm going to follow Your ways, Lord. I'm going to do what You've asked me to do. Maybe there's some that we don't have baptismal pool. I'm reminded right then and there there's some that have been wanting to be baptized. We better get to it before it gets cold on us. But uh, maybe you need that water baptism. And then there's the case of those who need that baptism of the Holy Ghost one more time. Don't leave service tonight without Him. Huh? It's not all about the fast music. It's not all about the beat, 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 beat. Oh, let me tell you what. In the upper room, they didn't have all that going on. They had praise. They had worship. But oh, it was about the Holy Ghost and fire falling on them. And there were prepared hearts and prepared lives. So let's come. Let's seek Him this morning. Whatever your need is, He's got an answer. Come. Let's seek Him this morning.